Hello, welcome back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michael. Well, we have a great Halloween-themed episode for you guys this week. Right. I like how you're getting more themed with the episodes, Lauren. I like how you're paying attention to the seasons. I like this. Yeah, man. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. It helps people stay in the mood. You know? It helps I mean, me I know stay in the mood. Scary. That's the biggest right. thing. I don't really care about y'all. I, I want to yeah. be interested in what I'm talking about. So it, <laughs> <laughs> It's a purely personal, selfish yeah, reason, is, uh, but either way, we all benefit from it. So. Yeah. I have to. I have to be into it for it to turn out to be a decent episode. We've, there's been a handful yeah. over the course of our uh, career doing this where I was just not into it. And you could you could sense it. Sometimes so you I've have to force to, it. I've tried to steer clear of ones that just don't interest me on that given week, and that doesn't mean that that case will never be interesting to me. It's just that that moment it, it just wasn't. So that's right. That's right. Nonetheless, we got uh, uh, like a basket of suggestions from a listener on Twitter, and one of them <laughs> was this one. Do you have that? Uh, hold on. I bet I have it. Okay. A Halloween basket, no pun intended, right? All kinds of delicious suggestions. It was Nate Watkins on Twitter gave us like 20 different suggestions. And in there... Jesus, Nate. Yeah, within that, I started just searching all of them. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Ooh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. That's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. And that is the case that we were doing this week. Heather Heather Stevenson Snell. And it's very Halloween-y. The murder was... uh, perpetrated on halloween she was wearing mm-hmm. a halloween costume we won't give away which one yet but it's an iconic okay. mask absolutely from a, iconic. A halloween movie series and it, um, it's it's something that our generation i think has offered the iconic halloween series yeah. right absolutely right. yeah it was our That's generation's a- iconic uh, horror movie for sure absolutely all right, that's all the hints we're given. Yeah, let's get into it. Happy Halloween, that's, everyone. I mean, it's a, li- a little early when you get this, but, you know, right now it's full season. Like, you better be watching scary shit and getting ready. Oh, yeah, it's spooky season. Yeah. I hate putting it. out a Halloween episode on, like, the 30th or the 31st, and by the time people listen to it, like, they were busy during Halloween, and it's already yeah. not Halloween anymore. This is perfect timing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Shotgun on a Please don't answer the door. The blast could be a 
All right, our case this week, we briefly mentioned her name, Heather Stevenson Snell. Uh, this is a case over in England, which is fitting because I was actually watching some NFL football in England early this morning. It's one of those beautiful days where you wake up on Sunday morning at like 6.30 and there's already a football game on. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so it's a very England-centric weekend right now. Right on. Who's playing in England? Case. Who's playing in England right now? Is it Miami? They always send the Jaguars over there. We just send the Snickle Fritz over to England. To, to oh, right, right. Those, they need teams. more fans. It's like you're trying to build a fan base over there. Let's send the 0-5 team every year. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. It's like, why are we not sending like the Cardinals at, the Cardinals at Tampa Bay or something like that? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let's how show about them, the Chiefs Bills or something like that? Yeah, let's show them some football. Right. <laughs> we said instead it's just Trevor Lawrence going three and out over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this that is poor ex- guy, man. exciting sport, guys. <laughs> exciting sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to grow that fan base. You At know, least they're kicking the football a lot. They're kicking it. I like that. <laughs> they're kicking it a they lot. Just keep kicking it back and forth. It's kind of like soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so true. That's, that's sad but true. That is that is right. what we send. So let's get oh, into this man. case. So uh, right. our perpetrator in this case, um, interesting person, interesting killer, very intelligent, um, but also no psychopathic tendencies. Uh, she was born December 2nd, 1957, and shares a birthday with some very interesting people as well. Bert, uh, Britney Spears, oh. Aaron Rodgers, and Action Bronson. What well, a group. hot damn. What right? a group. What a group. Three a very, legends they, right there. It's uber famous people, but also like controversial misunderstood a little bit you know between yeah. aaron Rodgers and britney spears action bronson not so much misunderstood uh, but just like a badass dude yeah. like it's have kinda, you seen him kinda... lately he that dude is killing it with working out like he was really overweight for a while and now he's yeah he's just been on a freaking war path and just jacked like power lifting and what a beast he yeah dude he just got tired of that shit he was like yeah. i'm gonna change my life stopped that drinking did, soda yeah. just cleaned up his act and yeah he's mm-hmm. an inspirational uh, in that in that facet, but obviously imagine, Spears has been in the news lately, right? But for Action Bronson, imagine how difficult that must have been. I mean, he made his living like going around saying "fuck, that's delicious." You know what I'm saying? Know, right? And then you had to, <laughs> and then you had to clean up your diet. It's yeah. like, I mean, I know there's good healthy food. Don't get me wrong. There's absolutely great tasting healthy. Well, no, it's also cheat days too. But I mean, he he worked so hard that he could still do an episode of "fuck that's delicious" and and really eat some bad stuff. I see what you're but saying. Just get back to work the next day. You know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's yeah. got that one cheat day a week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, crazy transformation he's going through right now. For sure. All right. So Heather was born in Malta. Malta is a small island that I didn't even know existed in the central uh, Mediterranean Sea between Sicily and North Africa. So it's right yeah. right there in that little... Yeah, just that little niche there. Yeah. That's where she was born. But she didn't between spend much continents. time there, though. No, no, no. She was born there. Uh, she moved around a lot because her dad was in the army. So um, her dad, her parents were British. Her father was a soldier in the British army. They moved quite a bit. But when she was seven, her parents got divorced. And it, that was that. She never really had contact with her father again after that. After the divorce, she moved to live with her mother and brother in Canada, um, where she lost contact with her father and never to regain that. That's tough. You know that had a big impact on her. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder... I wonder, you know, if her father had played a more of a role in her life going forward, you know, if she would have turned out to have some of the issues that she had or not. I don't know. Right. It's hard to say. She definitely seemed to uh, crave attention well into her adulthood. It may have played mm-hmm. into it. I'm not sure. Right. Um, 
Heather, her mother, and her brother would spend the next six years in Canada before returning to the UK when Heather was about 13 years old. And upon returning to the UK, she was sent to a boarding school in Kent, England. Um, uh, She was a bright girl and very intelligent, as we mentioned, but she had issues with schooling. She didn't, uh, she didn't do well in school. It was a, you know, struggled to focus. Yeah. Um, We see that a lot with, with really bright people though. You can see that when she was, um, interested in a topic like later psychology, Mm -hmm. she put it on her own back when she was 30 and we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but to just go to, go to school and plowed right through it and got a degree and everything else. But apparently, um, the schooling she was in as a younger child just wasn't doing it for her. Um, well, it was a boarding school too. So yeah, that, I'm sure that I mean, played into it too. Imagine that, like never being able to leave, and you're 13 years old. Like, mm-hmm. come on, that's a tough time to, to enter. And being a moved around school. all the time, and then having her parents get divorced, and there was a lot more going on. Right, nothing seems permanent. Everything yeah. seems so temporary. And yeah, it's Very tough true. to focus. <clears throat> During her late teen years, Heather moved to live with her aunt in Scarborough. Scarborough. Um, there she had a few run-ins with the law uh, for some minor offenses, nothing much, just, you know, late teen shenanigans. Right. Acting out. Acting out. Yeah. Did I say that right? You think? Scabra? Yeah, maybe. It's probably shorter (laughs) than what you're saying. You know, it's probably like Scabra. 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 She lived with the aunt in Scabra. Scabra. It's it's probably the one that they actually draw all the way out. fucking idiots. Yeah. They're like, it's Scarborough, actually. (laughs) Like, son of a bitch, you can't win with these goddamn... <laughs> I know, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, also, while in Scarborough, she got a job at a bookstore. The owner of the bookstore was a man named Leo Snell. Um, Leo mm-hmm. and Heather took a romantic liking to each other, and within a few months, they would get married in 1978 when Heather was 21. Wow. That's that's fast. It's almost... I don't it's, know. It's it seemed almost like, like any... she was looking... F- like, I think, th- you know, the fact that her father left when she was seven and never came back. It's almost like any man that came into her life, she like latched onto him. I yes. hate to like be stereotypical on that, but that seems to be the case with her. It really does. It really it's hard to argue that. Any any man that gave her attention, any type of affection, love, or cared about her in any way, she just fell head over heels for him. Yeah. You know? And then spending time with these with with any man for long periods of time alone, like they probably did in a bookstore. You know, how much business does mm-hmm. a bookstore get? You know? Right, so they probably Which spent was, a lot. I think of time. ideal for her because she was afraid that they were going to leave her. It seemed she was very needy and um, constant, and that, like <laughs> possessive over the men too. Right, and that also speaks to losing your father at a young age. You don't want yeah. it to happen again. So mm-hmm. she she would get married to uh, Leo, with whom she worked at the bookstore. With they would soon have a son after which they named Solomon. Um, then they would move to Penworth in Cumbria, where they opened a new bookstore and gallery. Um, and the marriage would, you know, would go on for a handful of years, but like so many, it had, it had some issues and it wouldn't last. They got divorced in the mid eighties and following her marriage, she decided to, um, further her education, something, you know, maybe she wished she had done before, but in 1987 at age 30, she enrolled at at York university and studied psychology. And right this time around with schooling, she did really well. She picked something she was interested in, and three well, years later, she graduated uh, with yeah. a degree. I was going to say, and she's also 30 years old at this point. At 30 years old, most people settle down. They realize, okay, yeah, education is important. I do need to educate myself in something yeah. here. And then she found something that she was passionate about as well. 
So like I feel like if I was if I was to go back and take a class right now in my 30s, you 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 best goddamn believe you wouldn't I'm take it for granted like you did. I, I feel no. the same way. Hell no. I would be especially if I'm paying and, for it. But oh yeah, I'd be taking notes. I'd be sitting at the front of the class, you know, because I'm paying for this. Like you say, mm-hmm. this is out of pocket. I'm trying to get my money's worth. You'll be less you distracted have, too. I mean, shit. Ex- when, let's face it. When we're in when we're high school, hormones are raging. You're. Oh I man. was more concerned with the handful of girls in the class that I was interested in, and right. That was all I was thinking about throughout class, not the studies, but. Right. Not to mention, if you're involved in any extracurricular activities, your your mind's at that and on those things. If you got a yep. game later that day, I can't imagine now. Whatever, like when we were know. in school, our the phone the, the phones we had in our pocket were very rudimentary. Like you had like the razor, maybe you had like snake yeah, on yeah, your phone. Yeah. But like now, you you pick, couple that with a freaking computer in your pocket that has social media on it and everything else. I don't know how kids are able to focus on school anymore. Oh, I know. Right, and, and just imagine the stress of everything you do. Anything you do at school could have been filmed by somebody. Most likely was filmed yeah, the time or you a get picture your ass was taken. In school, everybody puts it yeah. all over the internet, and it never it never dies. <laughs> yeah, or you're like at some award show and you trip on the stage. Guaranteed, half oh, yeah. the fucking auditorium got that shit on video. You know, right. it's just the, the stress of high school now is just so different. Yeah. I guess and co- and college, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she enrolls at 30 years old. She graduates three years later, and after that, she opened the York uh, Psychotherapy Center in 1991. It's confusing. I don't know if it was at... at, um, It seems as though the the York Psychotherapy Center was ran in her home, potentially. I heard a lot of she had patients at her house, is what it seemed. Okay. How the hell can can you counsel people after just three years of schooling, though? How do, yeah. I don't understand that, Lauren. You know, if you, I, mean, I guess if your degree is very specific in that genre, I'm not sure. But I mean, I guess 87 to 91, realm, very... that's four years. I mean, I guess technically, but I, I thought, you know, to be a psychiatrist is longer than a four year degree. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm talking out my ass here. I don't know about the UK either. Yeah. Yeah, who, who knows how extensive this program was? Maybe it was a very difficult program, or yeah, they, maybe it was a streamlined program yeah. just for that, you know, because yeah. she already had all her prerequisites being thirty yeah. years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know my wife's. I mean, this is obviously far cry from. They're totally different genres, but my wife, um, her dental hygiene program was was really difficult. It was two years, but it was just like so demanding that by the time right. they get done, like they were legit. Oh, absolutely. It's like, yeah, dental hygiene, boot camp, streamlined. This is everything you need to know. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Very specific to exactly what you're going to be doing, not a whole lot of other crap. Right, which is what most adults are looking for. We don't have time. Once once you've started your life, you know, she's 30 years old. She has a son. Mm -hmm. Uh, She doesn't have time for all this extra shit. Yeah, so that makes sense. She could have streamlined it in four years. So she opens the York Psychotherapy Center in 1991, and over the coming years, she treated hundreds of patients and was regarded as calming and professional, which at this point in her life was a stark contrast from her nighttime persona. She was living a (laughs) double life, if you will. Um, Yeah. Heather was an avid motorcycle rider and president of an all-female motorcycle club, which uh, in a video I watched uh, called this club she was in, I heard several things calling it that she was in a female chapter of the Hells Angels, which I looked into and it doesn't seem like it exists. We did a whole episode on the Hells Angels as right, well. Right, right, right. And one of their rules is there's no female members. Granted, you know, if it was a female 
you know, version of it in England. Maybe there was one like that, but uh, the name I heard for the biker club she was in was Stuff the Ironing, which <laughs> is odd to me, but maybe it's like a British thing. Like, it seems like they yeah. say stuff this, you know, like it's a- I was about to say, yeah, like, it's get like- rid of it I type think, of a thing. I'm not sure, but it's not really an expression we use over here. Right. I think it's also, a, it's like synonym with fuck. You know what I mean? Like, get mm-hmm. stuffed, mate. You know what I mean? Like, like quit, stuff the ironing. You like kind of like we're not, fuck the dishes, like we're not going to do the typical women- Yeah, um, yeah. Stereotypical things. Exactly. Exactly. I think I that's kind of the the jab right there with the name. They're like, "Fuck the ironing. We ride bikes." Yes, I dig it. And so yeah, she's this button down psychotherapist during the day, and then at night she's full leather, uh, really into <laughs> weapons. Has a, a yes. garage that's kind of like a seedy bar hangout for her and her biker girls. <laughs> right. Right. And telling stories about uh, stabbing people that cross her and things like that. It's very Joanna Dennehy in a way. She's very. It's ironic that it, she's also in England because she had Joanna Dennehy vibes. Yes, she did. Yes, she really did. Except a little Dennehy more focused, though. Like a psycho a little, all the time. Yeah, yeah was, I was about to say. Was, you wouldn't know during the day. Right. As far as Heather's Heather concerned. was Heather was a little more adjusted to society, or she could at least look that way. She could at least fool you into thinking that. Exactly. Whereas Joanna, Joanna Dennehy didn't give a damn. Just, no, she was balls to the wall. The Fuck time. your society, <laughs> shanky bitch. Stuff your society. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the group would meet, uh, her and her biker gang would meet in Heather's garage, which she converted into a party room to drink, take drugs, and listen to music. Uh, While in the garage, she would tell crazy, possibly made-up stories to impress the group as well. Probably weren't made up. Possibly not. Yeah. Who knows? (sighs) Yeah. I I don't know. During her teens, during all the times that she moved around, there's no telling what she got away with. You know, I'm not saying she killed people, right? But you don't ever know. Maybe stabbed a dude here or there at a bar. Who knows? Right, right. Harmless stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good fun. That's right. Um, Heather also had two Rottweilers um, and was known Uh-oh. to have an impressive weapon collection, including a pistol from World War II. Mm, right on. In okay. 2002, she posted an advertisement in a magazine for a dog sitter, and this is where the story takes a turn and ends up in the crime that we're covering this case about. Indeed. Um, these, these two Rottweilers she had were a handful, especially when she was busy dealing with patients during the day. So she was looking for a live-in sitter to take care of them while she worked. This seems um, odd to me. Man, how much money does she have? You can pay somebody to like live in and take care of your dogs. Yeah, she must have been that doing well. I mean, I, that's, apparently. that's a lucrative business if she's got little overhead. If Let's say she is running this, um, this office out of her home. And she doesn't right. have to pay a lease on a building, and she doesn't have like a you know a receptionist or anything like that. If it's just they come to her house and she's charging them who knows how much per hour uh, in the late '90s, or you know maybe it's eighty, a hundred dollars an hour, and she's just profiting right. all of that. Who knows if she's paying taxes? <laughs> who knows what's going on? But apparently, yeah, she's that's doing true. Well. That's true. I didn't think about it. She is there the whole time that this yeah. person is there with your dogs. So you just need someone to take care of them. Uh, while you're while you're there, and maybe it was like she offered a room for them to live in, and like maybe she didn't pay them as much, but it's like you get a free place to stay, and who knows what? Oh the yeah, that's were. true. Well, he was. I mean, this, this person ended wanted a she wanted a live in sitter, so obviously she had a room for him and whatnot. But yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. If you had a place to stay, free rent. I mean, God, that's yep. a big chunk out of the payment right there. Yeah. Also, access to to the you know coolest and seediest bar in town, obviously. Obviously, but you can't um, be part of the motorcycle gang, though. No, 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 not if you got a penis. You're out. That's right. That's right. Fuck you, Adrian. 
<laughs> so uh, <laughs> she would put this ad in, and uh, 42-year-old Adrian Sinclair would respond to the ad. Adrian impressed Heather, and she would offer him the position. And One interview? Like we, yeah, like we mentioned. going to interview some other people? <laughs> no. I mean, he was apparently an attractive man, and we mentioned how mm-hmm. she would sometimes latch on to men that would come into her life. Um, this Apparently, Adrian had uh, allegedly been a male stripper at one time in his past. Oh, okay. And soon they would have more than just a business relationship. They would get romantically involved. However, it only took Adrian a few weeks to realize that he had made a mistake in romantically <laughs> getting involved with Heather. She was extremely controlling and demanded constant attention. She would also boast of attacking people who crossed her path and showed him guns and machetes hanging in her garage lair. Um, he, it's safe to say he felt trapped and uh, it was unsafe yeah. to leave. This is, yeah, this is without a doubt the most Johanna Dennehy thing she does. Right. Like with this whole trying to intimidate people, you mm-hmm. know, demanding the constant attention. Yeah, she, she wants him to feel trapped. Yeah, it seemed that way. <laughs> um. Nonetheless, in the summer of, 20, of 2002, Adrian saw his opportunity to escape the situation. Heather was taking a four-month trip to the U.S. for an academic course, so furthering her education in the therapy, you know, uh, psychotherapy genre. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian would move out as soon as she was gone. This was his chance. Um, and he would move to Radcliffe, where he met and began dating a divorcee named Diana Lomax. My question was, what oh. happened with the Rottweilers? Obviously, he was supposed to stay there. I'm guessing she didn't take the Rottweilers with her to the U.S., but I think no. he took them. That's because that was part of her excuse later in the murder was that she was coming to get her dog back. Oh, my God. He took the dogs? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he would have to. And if he's used to taking care of them. He can't and... leave them there and let them starve, you know, obviously. Right, right. So Maybe he figured, you know, when we get back in touch, I'll, when she gets home, I'll drop the dogs off, and that'll be that. You know, it'll be it'll be awkward. It'll be rough, but that'll be that. I'll try and guess when she's not home. Run, you know, pull up in a van, jump out, like tie the dogs to the front post, and fucking take <laughs> off before she sees me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he probably has, still has a key to the house. He could let them in, yeah. put them in their kennels, and and dip out, right, or whatever. She's probably glad that the dogs is are there when she finds out that he left. You know, the dogs are that something still tying them together. That. Oh yep, yep. It's almost <clears throat> like having yeah. It's like having a child with somebody. Mm-hmm. You're together forever, some one way or another. Yeah. So yeah, as I mentioned, he moved to Radcliffe and he started dating a divorcee named Diana Lomax. Diana was 35 and had two sons aged eight and five from a previous relationship. Uh, meanwhile, when Heather realized that Adrian had left, she was furious. She called him relentlessly and left threatening messages. She also called his family and friends and were that constantly is not pestering them for details on what was going on with him. Um, and by doing so, she was able to manipulate uh, Adrian's sister into giving some details about what uh, Adrian was up to, and she was able to find out that he was dating a new woman, and this Ooh. just made her more angry, obviously. Um, so somehow, when Heather's four-month trip uh, to the U.S. was over, she convinced Adrian to come pick her up from the airport so they could talk things over. This may have included, you know, like the exchange with the dogs or something along those lines, and who knows. Mm, yeah, that would make sense. That would make but, sense. And and to Adrian, you know, he probably wants to end this in a civil manner. You don't just want to dip out and then hope a crazy woman doesn't come after you. It's like I almost want to touch base one more time, just 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 to see if I can smooth this over. 
Right. You don't, yeah, I, I think that's true. Any, you don't want a psychopath any, with a bunch of weapons running a biker gang to be on your bad side. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So a rational person would would think, okay, I need to I need to try to smooth this out before this separation to make sure she really is good. I, I can't have her showing up at my house. You know what right. I'm saying? So I, I totally get Adrian here, but she seduces him again. Yeah. Right. Um, this of course backfired because he picks her up from the airport, which led to them going back to. Uh, Heather's house to have sex, and afterwards, Adrian realized he'd made another big mistake and left. Damn it, Adrian! Diana, <laughs> dude, like at this point, it's like, man, that was that was dumb for sure. That was if you're trying. If your whole idea of yep. picking her up, smoothing things over, and trying to you know, have yep. a clean break, that was the last thing you should have done for sure. Now you it's like it Heather has a big big leg leg to stand on here. It's like you keep leading me on. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can almost see her misinterpretation here. I mean, obviously her actions weren't justified, but you can understand why she's upset. Yeah. So he returns to Diana yet again, and once again, that left Heather furious. She began sending the couple abusive phone calls and death threats, calling up to 10 times a day. Um, oh, at one Lord. point, she called Diana Lomax a filthy prostitute. Um, <laughs> and so desperate for protection from uh, Heather, Adrian turned to the police uh, however, they were not able to do anything. We know this. I mean, this is the police can't do much unless something yeah, actually no physically happened. You know, threats are threats, but um, they basically told them to start recording and uh, keeping a log of all the harassment and events that involved Heather. Every time she called or said something or did something, or they you know saw her stalking them, to right. write it down with a date and time and all of that, so that they had a track record. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I think if you get enough of that evidence together, maybe you could get a restraining order. Yeah, I think that was best case scenario, unless she actually physically does something that you can arrest her for. But Exactly. She was smart enough to not do any of that, yet she wasn't physically touching any of their property or them. She was following them, threatening them, mm -hmm. the, those sort of things. And I think it was definitely grounds for a restraining order, but maybe they, they, they needed more, uh, more of a, actually yeah, like more log. evidence. They needed more data. Right, right. They could go to a judge and get that. I don't know how it works over there, but it seems like now that we, would be a right, good and move I, over here to get a, a basis of this is how many times this has happened. It's not just a one-off. Right. But you know what probably made this more difficult is the fact that Heather is in charge of a motorcycle gang who probably, she probably has certain members who are more than willing to do her bidding. Mm -hmm. And if she has them out and about watching them, then she's not even there. So how yeah, the hell right. do you get a restraining order on somebody who, it's like, well, Heather wasn't even there. Do you want yeah. a restraining order also, on this person? the fact that she's living this because double life plays into her hands too. It's like, you know, you could almost imagine a judge looking and like, look, she's a, you know, successful therapist. Like, right. <laughs> Her yes. track record's great, not knowing yes. that at, by night she's insane. It, yeah, yeah, on paper. I mean, she looks very established. Very and also secure. it just sounds unbelievable to, you know, be like, she's got her biker gang, her female biker gang following us around and, and threatening right. us. And it's like, sure, guy, okay. This lady? Yeah, yeah. sure, okay. But. She shows up in like a business outfit. And like, <laughs> right, she's got a like resume. a pantsuit with her notebook. Yeah. Hey, can I, how can I help you today, Judge? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. She play. She's playing them well. She's playing everybody here. Yeah. So the police can't do a whole lot at the moment. They tell her, you know, they tell them to log everything that's going on, and of course the stalking and threats continued. Heather would follow the couple regularly, even threatening to hurt Diana's boys on their way to or from school. She knew their no, route. That's fucked she would up. follow that's them. That's too far. Yeah. That of course, but that was the point. Mm. That is way too far. Yeah. So. See, I, I hate that man. 
Adrian and Diana decided it was time to move, and hopefully, you know, if they could get out of there, things would change. They found a house in Huddersfield, um, but just before they could sign the papers on the home, they received a message from Heather that said, quote, what's the weather like in Huddersfield? See what I mean? She's everywhere, bro. She's Dude. everywhere. You just got stuck at that point. You're like, fuck it. We're not going to buy a house to get away when, you know, she's going to close it. I would exactly. just and that's exactly far, what though, they do. For, make it more difficult for her, you know? Yeah, because you know she has a business. She is yeah, tied to this exactly. area. She she can't just uproot and expect for her lifestyle to stay the same. She has a customer base where she is. She can't yeah. go that far. You then know, again, maybe, what like if they said, had roots too? You know, what if they? I know, was just about to say that, but we, what we're not considering is the fact that maybe they can't go far. Maybe they don't want to move their kids in, in, from it's the school. Diana there has or, a really good job near where exactly. she lives, and yeah, moving would definitely cost them greatly. But exactly. Exactly. I guess you have to weigh your priorities. You you know you want to risk getting murdered by a psycho or keep your job, right? But man, but who would think she would go to this extent? You know, I just don't think a rational thinking person would think that she would go to this extent, even knowing what he yeah. knew about her. I feel like we have that conversation almost every episode. Like, who would have known they would have gone this far? It's like, yeah, that's true. But that's why we do it. People, I guess, people that don't listen to true crime podcasts wouldn't would assume they wouldn't, but. Uh, Right. We That's should, what we're here we should for. Pick a, to let you know we that some pick people a, will. We should pick a case one day where nothing happens and it just leads <laughs> up like this. <laughs> ha we kept you on your toes. They there worked it out. And it seemed inevitable. And then eh, they moved on. They got a new and job, they, found a new girlfriend. <laughs> they worked it out. It was all fine. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite episodes of Meat Eater with Stephen Ranella was an episode where he went hunting. The whole There was like an hour-long episode. I yeah. think he was hunting black bear or something. Um, and he had all these, you know, like... Uh, emotional moments on the top of a mountain talking about his father and that had passed away and all this stuff and then like he never got an animal like it it literally the episode ends and like he never killed anything (laughs) but it was a great episode just the fact that it was so so different than every other hunting show ever done it was like okay Mm -hmm. so maybe we should do a true crime episode where there's no true crime there's no crime in it yeah there's no crime in it we'll just throw one of those we'd get one star left (laughs) and right guarantee (laughs) (laughs) guarantee that would backfire on us Where's like, the fucking these guys, letter? There wasn't even a fucking misdemeanor in this episode. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> well, we just like, just I guess off. like, it'd be a little bit like, excuse me, that's illegal. Maybe there's like somebody that crosswalks in the, in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, you missed the crime. It was right here. When he was waiting for the bus, he actually right. crossed too early. Right. That's what, that's, that's the real problem here. <laughs> the guy had no blinkers and he didn't use his arms to signal which direction he was going. What? Wow. What, what a, a piece savage. of shit. What a piece of shit. These people just need to get more attention like this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the story. So Adrian and right. Diana, they tried to move to Huddersfield. They got that text, you know, threatening mm-hmm. them, saying, you know, what's the Heather like? Like, what's the Heather like? What's the weather like in Huddersfield? <laughs> the Heather's still the same. She's still a bitch. <laughs> right. Um, so they decided to stay put uh, because they, you know, they realized that Heather would find them wherever they went. Um, of course, this this was all causing a strain on Adrian and and Diana's relationship. Of course. Um, he decided to give the relationship a break uh, and moved into a friend's home while Diana stayed back at their home in Radcliffe. But then suddenly, in the spring of 2003, it seemed as though the harassment stopped. No more phone calls, texts, or threats. It was yeah. silent. Um, and maybe things were done. They could move on with their life. Maybe Heather had found someone else um, to f- focus all of her attention on. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that was not the reality. The reality was oh, Heather she- was going further she was anything but moving on she was uh 
really scheming and planning and preparing for a murder that she was planning to commit. Um, she was taking lessons at Rutherford Shooting Center, um, doing a lot of skeet shooting with a shotgun, which was going to be the weapon of choice for this murder she was planning to commit. Yeah, you don't uh, need a lot of practice with that, though. <laughs> very true. <laughs> That's Especially just more when you've got the element of surprise. You're going to be wearing a Halloween costume to commit this crime. Exactly. This is just more evidence going and taking all these lessons and shit. <laughs> right. That's all that is. I got like to say, trying to snipe the dude. If, you know, the the costume she ends up using, let's just talk about it. She ends up she's going to use the the costume that the, the infamous mask from the the film Scream, the series Scream, the the ghost, yeah. the long face. I forget what they of call course. it, ghost face, maybe. I think it's ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the long mouth. Everyone knows it. It's iconic. She's going to use an orange version of it. There's many colors, you know, available yeah. out there. She's going to use the orange one and dress in all white uh like sheets or like a robe if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, and because this took place in the early 2000s, I'm surprised she didn't have the one with the tongue. The what's up? <laughs> what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what's up? Remember that shit that wouldn't die? Oh yeah. <laughs> was it Mountain was it Mountain Dew commercials that were like doing that hardcore? What's up? Um, Probably, probably, but it started from Scary Movie, right? Well, Wasn't yeah, it like well, scary, scary Movie one or two, where they started that, and then it might yeah, have been. yeah, there was yeah. some major brand. There was some major. You're right. There was some major brand that latched onto it, and it, that shit just wouldn't die. Yeah, it might have been either a telecommunications company, like their cell phones calling back and forth with each other. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't. For some reason, I latched Mountain Dew to it. Someone will tell us for sure. Someone will correct us on this. I'm sure. I'm sure. But the Send point I was getting to, to is if in the Scream series, if they had done what Heather does and had a shoulder strap short barrel shotgun underneath their, you know, the robe, the killer in that, oh, they would have been far yeah. more successful than chasing around people with a butcher knife trying to kill them. Arguably so. Yeah. And still pretty Without. fucking freaky. You know, you just pull that shoulder shotgun out, boom. Oh god, yeah. That's worse. But it's not as not quite as stealthy though. You know, after the first person you shoot, you kind of have to dip out. Very true. Yeah, you can't silently kill someone with that. Right. Then again, you can't really do it with a knife either because there's a reason it's called scream because they scream when, you you, you know, shocker. People oh, scream oh, when you stab Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. It's a good point as well. <laughs> typically. Yeah. Yeah, typically. So Heather, at this time, she wasn't harassing the couple anymore. She was taking shooting lessons and plotting ways to kill Diana Lomax, writing each carefully planned detail on color-coded color index cards. It's such a... It's such a... Uh, Heather thing to do here. Like, she's very professional, right. even in her way of <laughs> psychopathically killing someone. You know, it's like, right, I right. can picture her on her lunch break at work, you know, right, psychoanalyzing people and then going on a lunch break and like herself writing down a murder plot on some index cards that are color coded. Right. Okay. The green index cards are for the weapons. We'll have yep. all our weapons on there. We'll have red our, is escape our plan. Alib- right. Red is escape plan. <laughs> Why does the alibi? Right. Yeah. I think we got all these sorted out here. Very, very organized. That's very therapist of you. Yeah. <laughs> therapist of her. <laughs> her plan had every detail worked out, including her escape route and the framing of her ex-lover, Adrian Sinclair. So that was the plan. The plan was to take them both down in one way or another to kill Genius. Diana and Adrian would go down for the murder and she would be victorious. Wow. How could this fail? You know? Yeah. With all the planning and organizing, I think everything's just going to go great here. Well, I believe Mike Tyson once said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. That's the, the reality <laughs> of life is you can only plan so much. You don't know the variables that are going to take place. And we see that, that is on display so true. in this case. That is so true. E- even if you plan your day, you as an intelligent human, you can plan the fuck out your day. But all the little intricate things that happen to get to each step of your day is impossible to plan for. 
Absolutely impossible. That is correct. So this planned murder was to take place, of course, on Halloween night, 2003. Heather, Mm -hmm. um, on this night, she had a bit of a late start. I think maybe it would have been more successful had she not waited until freaking midnight. You know, I mean, everybody was already done trick-or-treating. If you're going to kill someone on Halloween, like Michael Byers had it right. Like you do it right in the middle of all the chaos when everybody's dressed up, walking around, like you can just blend right in. She waited until everybody was done trick-or-treating and was back in bed. Like that part I don't Mm. understand. I don't, well, maybe, I don't get that at all. Maybe she's thinking less witnesses is better. And yeah, also, to be fair... full it, costume, like, what's, what's the point? But check this out, though. If her plan does go with what she's... I don't want to give too much of away right now, but if her plan does go as planned, this, she, she's, this does work with no witnesses. You know what I mean? But there was variables, obviously, that she didn't plan for. My thing is, like, what, what do you... I, I think what happened was what was destined to happen. Of course, Dan is not going to answer the door when uh, you know someone's on her doorstep at past midnight pounding on the door. Like I wouldn't fucking open oh, the door. That's I for see damn what sure. you're like, saying. I see what you're saying. Yes, because it's too late for trick or treaters, not so she's not going to open the door. Seven p.m. when everybody's knocking on doors already, and you're far more likely to answer your door to give candy or whatever, and then you get blown away. That's what yeah, makes but, sense to me. Well, you're not going to blow somebody away though with seven kids waiting to trick or treat behind you. Well, you Though you st- you kind of like lurk around the street and wait for there's like you know there's always those lulls where all the trickers treaters come in hordes. True. And then yeah. Okay. Maybe there was yeah, a little I humanity in Heather, and she thought about the future uh, mental health of all these children, and it's like I don't want these kids to all see me shoot someone with a shotgun. Well, Maybe God, I hope there's she's a little humanity in her, and that's why she waited until everybody went home and went to sleep. Right. I like to think that mental health is always on her mind, but apparently it's not. At least not her own. Right, but we see that often, right? You know, I've heard that. I've heard the old saying. You know, the maybe roofer's need, house leaks. I mean, not to try to make a joke about this, but like maybe she's seriously. I'm not. I'm, I'm not maybe I think 100. percent She needed her own therapist. She needed to go get help for sure. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes it's hard to see your own issues. You know, yeah. like like I like I said, the roofer's house leaks. The mechanic's car has issues. That's so you know? true. I know several it's, really handy so people, and like they're. A lot of times their houses are a joke. Like they they got so many issues and their wives are like, yeah, he's always fixing everyone else's shit and my, our house is yeah. like, falling apart. Dude, I've, I've been in that situation before. I, I've been in my, my own. I, you just get so fucking tired of doing that type of shit. You just don't want to do it at home. You're just like, no, this is my sanctuary. Like I want to freaking yeah. rest here. But and in the case of like people like Heather, let's say that are constantly treating everyone else's problems. Yeah. Maybe that plays into also, you know, like you're always hearing negativity. You're always hearing other people's problems you don't hear anything good you're trying to you know it's like you're not focusing on your own problems too and yeah or maybe it you know or maybe it makes your own problems seem less severe less significant so she doesn't take it as serious because she's constantly hearing the worst from everyone else yeah maybe you know what i mean <clears throat> so she's like well in comparison i'm not I'm, at least i'm not a fuck up like so and so you know at least i'm not a crazy person like them i might have these thoughts i might have that or whatever but i think we've had the conversation of um policemen and uh paramedics that get jaded over the years you know because they just see so much bad stuff all the time like i think there's yeah. a lot of cops that just see bad people lying to them all the time that they get jaded and they assume absolutely like it's a higher percentage of people that are like that than there's not than there is and i mentioned witnessing you know the aftermath of a shooting where a guy was laying in the street uh, like coughing up blood and and dying and the paramedics that arrived i watched i watched this whole thing happen they like strolled up casually joking around as this dude was dying in the street i'm like jesus like I pictured like how it is in movies and stuff where they like run up, like hubba hubba hubba, like grab him like on the stretcher, yeah. like run him back to the parent, like this guy's dying. Turns out the guy died. Like I saw it in the newspaper the next day. 
Oh my God. And I'm like, huh, maybe if you guys had rushed over there. I mean, I understand the guy was in a shooting. Um, maybe don't assume he was at fault there. I don't know what happened, but it was bizarre to see that how jaded they'd become or they just didn't seem to care about that guy's life. I think that all. plays a big role too, like what you said. They assume that someone maybe deserved it or someone was in a gunfight. Like, like for instance, if they go to treat someone who was shot and they had a gun on them, yeah. they're probably not going to be as careful as 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 caring or as quick with it. I yeah. feel like they're going to think, well, this, and is, obviously you know, this, this is, is what you get. Anecdotal. You got, got this is anecdotal. Fight. This is two paramedics that I witnessed. It's not. I'm not even coming close to saying that all of them are like no. that or it even like no. it's the norm. It's not. I'm sure. I hope it's not the norm, but that's just it's what not, I not been what I experienced. Anytime I've ever right. had to call an ambulance for like a family member or anything growing up, I feel like they were always super. They were yeah. they were there quickly. They were tactful. They were polite. Yeah, and they were they Absolutely. were they had a sense of urgency yeah. about them. But yeah, you can imagine in bigger cities though. You know, mm -hmm. they see that shit so much that it just becomes right. normal. Yeah. <clears throat> so on the night of uh, October 31st, 2003, um, Heather would enact her plan. She headed to Diana's home in Radcliffe well after the trick-or-treating had subsided. It was about a 20-minute drive from York to Radcliffe, um, and she would arrive there a little bit after midnight. Adrian on this night was not there. I think this might have been during their hiatus where, you know, he was living with a friend. Diana was yeah. living in her home with her boys. Um, her and her boys had gone to bed for the night. As I mentioned, this was past midnight uh, when Heather pulls into the neighborhood and parks around the corner from Diana's house. Right. And she was covered, as we mentioned earlier, in white sheets from the neck down and wearing a very, very recognizable mask. The mask made famous from a little-known series called Scream, only her mm -hmm. version was uh, the mask was orange, and I believe she had pink gloves. So really trying okay. to, she was quite thoughtful about the outfit that she put together for this crime. I'm about to say, but that's worse. That's just that just stands out so much. You know, yeah, if it was just bad like combo orange and pink, yeah. that doesn't work at all. Right? Yeah. God, those colors clash like a mofo. Yeah. What are you doing? Come on, two warm colors like that. No. <laughs> Probably the only gloves she had. Perhaps. So she walked up to her love rival's house and began banging on the door. Um, Diana woke and would be peeking. I've seen through the curtain, but also I think it might have been through the peephole of the door and mm -hmm. seeing a dark figure in a Halloween costume in the entryway. She chose not to open the door. She stayed put and was, um, you know, just basically waiting it out, waiting out the storm. Yep. Um, and as we know, often in life, plans don't always go how you imagine. This is not going how Heather had imagined. She, I think picture heather you know she bangs on the door diana opens the door she shoots her boom that's that yep it's not how it went down uh diana was not really keen on opening the door maybe it had been to <laughs> due to the fact that she'd been threatened repeatedly by a person and it could be death threats and everything else you know there's maybe there's a small part of her that's thinking hey is this is this heather is this the my my boyfriend's crazy ex uh also, it's yeah, past it's, midnight. Why is this person banging on my door? This trick-or-treating has ended a long time ago. Exactly. Exactly. And this was only four months away, so it's not crazy. You know, this is still in her mind. When you get yeah. harassed like that, it's not like yeah. you just forget about that shit and go back to your normal life. Exactly. There's no way she if, was opening this door. Who knows if uh, Heather was screaming out anything in a female voice, and maybe that tipped her off as well. Who knows? Yep. Um, yeah. But because this is something that Heather didn't anticipate, um, you know, Something else happens that she didn't anticipate. Uh, a former soldier and neighbor of Diana, uh, a man named Bob Wilkie, left his home to investigate what the noise was about. So uh, 
you know, curious neighbor who's got a family mm-hmm. who's trying to sleep. It's past midnight, and this this woman is banging on the door next door. Um, right. He sees this masked figure in the doorway of a neighbor and asks, you know, you know, ask her to be quiet. He uh, he may have assumed that it was a rude and rowdy trick or treater still out for candy, way past the normal cutoff. To be, you know, he asks her to be quiet. He says, "Can you keep the noise down? We've got babies in here." Heather tells him to go away and mind his business. Bob <laughs> didn't either, um, you know, because she's still not leaving. And yeah, exactly. People are in the neighborhood are trying to sleep. He's trying to, you know, not only help himself out, but help everybody else in the neighborhood. You know, yeah. There, I think we're all thankful for people like Bob. There's got to be someone that does something. So often in society, we've we talked about it in the Kitty Genovese case, where it's just like so many people just watch things happen and wait for someone else to do something. Yeah, they uh, do. It's diffusion of responsibility, you know, and the onlooker people effect, like Bob man. who were in the military or a lot of times that guy that's willing to, you know, step up to the plate. Absolutely. So he once again asked her to be quiet and also to take the mask off. Um, she again told him to go home and mind his business, I'm sure in much more uh, <laughs> different, yeah. different words Shove than that, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Bob then took a step towards Heather and attempted to remove her mask. Um at this time, Bob Wilkie was engaged to his girlfriend of 10 months, Debbie O'Brien. He had met with Debbie, uh, Debbie's father to ask him uh, for, her hand in, uh, for her hand in marriage, and he'd also reconciled a longstanding disagreement with his brother on the night before Halloween. God kind damn of, you for developing his character right here, Lorne. God kind of you. odd. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's, I'm sure that is what his family latches onto, you know, that yeah. he'd kind of um, made amends in some of these things and that, you know, he had proposed and all of this stuff, but uh, unfortunately, as he reached for the mask, Heather swung out the short-barreled shotgun that she had on a shoulder sling out from her white cape and shot Bob in the stomach. Mm. And the recoil of the shot uh, resulted in the barrel of the gun smashing Heather in the face. I mean, it huh. got her good. Like, you see the arrest photos. Yeah. And, I mean, she had her new, her nose was bruised, and she had a bad black eye from this. And <laughs> I thought she practiced. Life comes at you fast. She didn't anticipate any of this shit. This is not going down how she'd imagined it. Turns out shooting skeet is a little different than shooting a human being close range. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, creepers? Y'all know how much we love Simply Safe, and our favorite home security company has done it again. They just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera, engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to keep your family safe. I love the peace of mind I have with my Simply Safe system. With sensors on every door and window, I can sleep sound, knowing all my entry points are secure. And now with the addition of the wireless outdoor camera, you'll see trouble coming with its ultra-wide 140-degree field of view and 1080p HD resolution with 8 times zoom. You know, that can be pretty helpful for catching things like, I don't know, faces and license plates. This camera really has it all. Spotlight, color night vision, rechargeable battery, and it easily integrates with your Simply Safe system. To learn more about this exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/creeper. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/creeper. So, none of this was on her meticulously and color-coded index card master plan. So, she fled the scene in a hurry. You know, she just got busted in the face. She shot the wrong person, and this is all fucking failing. So she runs back to her car and drives back to her home in York. However, on the way home, she was pulled over by police for driving very slowly along the M62 motorway. 
Not sure mm. what that was about, why she was driving so slowly. Maybe she was driving slowly because she was afraid to get pulled over and it backfired That's on her. That's what I was or saying. Maybe she was just yeah. like treating her <laughs> face wound that she had. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she was being yeah too suspect. Yeah. Driving away. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Maybe she couldn't see out of one eye because she did get fucked up by that barrel. Oh, I got her good. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So maybe she did have a swollen eye. Driving with one eye, that will slow your ass down. Mm-hmm. So when pulled over, you know, they, they, they've assumed maybe it was a person on Halloween night that had drank too much, was driving home in the middle of the night, uh, and was under the influence. Um, they pulled her over, and she immediately gave them a fake name. And also, I think there was two officers, and one of them uh, viewed something suspicion on, suspicious on the floorboard of the car. They, felt, they saw a blood-stained white sheet and a knife. That's a bit suspicious, even on Halloween, you know. Maybe it's a problem. Absolutely. Maybe you were at a Halloween party. But let's, yeah. you know, let's give this a second look and see if maybe... We're still going to check it out, is. though. Yeah. Yeah. So she would be placed under arrest, and uh, under questioning, she tried to remain in control. Even even uh, in police custody, she was de- making demands and trying to control the situation. She was telling them how long the interview would last, which cells she would prefer to be placed in, and what food she would be eating. Oh, Imagine that. my. Wow. The entitlement. Yeah. Interesting. Um. She also denied having anything to do with the murder. But uh, when the police went to her home and looked around, none of that mattered because they were able to find her master plan on the index cards uh, that you know basically detailed her plan for the murder of Diana Lomax and her escape, as well as the plan to frame Adrian for the crime. Yeah, probably should have got rid of those first. Yeah, memorize those index cards. Like it's a playbook, you know, and then yeah. burn them because burn that's that really a smoking gun for a conviction. No doubt. God, she relied on them things heavy. Um, and also, the uh, prosecution will, will have another thing that they use, some audio from a neighbor's security camera uh, that we'll talk about. But at oh, Manchester yes. Court, uh, Crown Court, Mr. Justice Warkley told Heather Stevenson uh, Snell, the plans you made were breathtaking. You planned your escape meticulously, and you had planned your, to frame Sinclair. Your lies were breathtaking and shameless, and I note that you have shown absolutely no hint of remorse at what you have done. You knew perfectly w- well what you were doing. And I think, you know, you, it's safe to assume at this point that uh, Bob, the, the neighbor that had came over, um, had, had perished shortly after um, the, the trauma he'd suffered from that short, very close-range shot from the shotgun to the stomach was, uh, you know, caused him to bleed out, and he perished on the doorstep. Um, yes. He was a bit of a hero that man and unfortunately he was the wrong oh, place absolutely. at the wrong time and and stepped into something that he may have easily saved diana's life who knows you know if diana ever does open that yeah. door or if joanna is able or I mean, not joanna i keep saying joanna mixing her up with joanna denny but uh heather is i know to really <laughs> kick down that door or gain entry to the home some way um and and i think he, maybe he killed did both of the life. children too who knows how far she would have taken that but um yeah bob was well, definitely look, a hero i mean with a shotgun in your hand you know she's on the other side of the door. It's two shots and she's dead. One yeah, to blow who knows the what door kind of latch. Door that is how sturdy it was. It, how you know? Yeah, but I mean, what can withstand a shotgun from you know two three feet away? It's gonna blow that fucking latch right through into the house, and yeah. then and then boom, she's in and you're mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. I mean, I I think Bob absolutely saved Diana's life in this situation. Yep. I don't think she leaves without killing Diana that night if she doesn't shoot Bob. Yeah. I just don't see that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
Heather's story, uh, she, so she does develop a story because there was just so much evidence against her. She had to have some reasoning for why she was there and what the yeah. deal with the index card, all that stuff. She sure said that she great. had gone to the house that evening. So she puts herself at the scene of the crime. That's, you're fucked already. Yep. Um, she says that she went to the house that night to get her dog back and that the gun went off during a struggle with Bob in which he had punched her in the face multiple times. So, of course, she has reasoning for that because she had the black eye from the barrel hitting her, but yeah. no one bought that story. And audio from a nearby home security camera told a different story. So the, the camera wasn't facing the doorway and didn't capture the crime, but the audio told the story of what had happened. Bob telling her, asking her to, you know, please go home and, and be quiet, remove the mask and this and that. Right. And, you know, I'm guessing shortly thereafter the gun going off. Dude, you know, this is so rare that they had a security camera on their door in 2003, you know? Right. I mean, think about it. Yeah, everybody has a ring doorbell now, but in 2003, that was not a thing. It may not have been on the had. door. It may, have been, it may have been on, like, the eve of a neighbor's home. Um, like I said, it didn't capture the foot, the, the video of oh, it. Oh, right, but it right, right. But audio. even so, so... The camera could have been anywhere nearby. But, yeah, but just to have audio and video cameras on your house, like in 2003, I don't know. I just feel like that's that's way ahead of the game. True. I just... Yeah, I feel like everybody has security I'm sure it was very now. grainy. I'm sure the video would have done no good anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> right, right, The audio right. definitely served a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. It's just lucky that was there. Yeah. So it would be an easy conviction after a two-week trial. Heather Stevenson Snell would be sentenced to life imprisonment and receive a minimum of 22 years for murder and 18 years to run concurrently after she was also convicted of attempted murder on Diana Lomax. So um, she'd actually be, she'll be eligible for parole in 2026, which is just obviously a few years away. Um, but as we mentioned, oh this God. happened all the way back in 2003. So she's already been in prison for 18 years since mm -hmm. this occurred. So she's already done her uh she 18 years for the attempted murder on Diana. She's got her uh I I don't see yeah. her getting out anytime soon. Especially cuz she didn't show any remorse. I don't know what she's been up to in prison. Maybe she's In the UK though? In the UK? Yeah. She might get out. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see in 5 I, years if she She doesn't uh, deserve she gets to be, out on parole but, or not. Mm, 2026. This right here may not look well as far as like, you know, parole if she continues uh hi, basically uh having her people go after people like this shortly apparently shortly after the murder adrian and diana broke up um but then on halloween night a year uh year anniversary of the murder she committed on in 2004 on halloween night adrian was allegedly beat up uh, by a group of people that he says said at one point quote this is for heather so she's still commissioning her maybe her biker gang or yeah. people in the CD underworld she was a part of to go after people like that. So that's not going to look good as far as getting parole if she's still doing that shit. Granted, that was only a year later, and it's been 17 years since that happened, but... But, dude, doesn't she's look freaking... Good. A year later... Sure doesn't look like she regrets anything she did, right? doesn't look I like she's remorseful. I was about to say, a year later, and she's still harboring hate towards this dude, still blaming him for everything and still wanting to get him beat up? Yeah. Like, are you still stewing on this a year later? Right. It's <laughs> still Adrian's God, fault. damn. Still Adrian's fault. Right? Now I'm in prison because of him. Right. Oh, my God. Crazy. That just, that blows me away, dude. Yeah. That blows me away. But Adrian was okay, though, right? I mean, he, as far as I mean, as, it sounds like he survived, tell. and I, I believe he moved away and changed his name, as <laughs> most people would. Hell, Yeah. So hell yeah, I would too. And because if she, especially if she's due to get out in two, 2026, 
Right? You'll never know, man. He should change his name and also uh, consider changing the scent that he, of Oh My Guy that he wears as well, just to you know he get him should. off your tracks. If they're using scent tra- tracking dogs, yeah. you don't want to be wearing True Crime Pine. You might want to mix it up. Maybe go to Coconut That's or right. Honeysuckle or something like that. Yeah, get you a couple scents so you can change it every day. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably what uh, Brian Laundry's doing. That's why they can't catch him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That motherfucker going to get caught soon. Wendy, don't be sending any more on my guy to that fucker. No, don't send if it you to... see his name <laughs> pop up, please. Right. Don't send it to the Laundry residents. Yeah. <laughs> Just send them all the same scent. Send them the strongest scent that's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys will know what we're talking about. We're talking about Oh My Gaia, and you guys have the same opportunities to smell amazing as we do here at True Crime Guys and so many of our True Crime Guys listeners. Because Oh My Gaia is an innovative, all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural, paraben, and aluminum-free organic ingredients. Like we alluded to, guys, there's tons of scents to choose from, from vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, uh, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot amber, barbershop, uh, pear, sweet pea, um, sailor. And we have our very own scent, as Lauren alluded to, true crime pine. If you don't know where to start, that's a great place to start. Grab you a true crime pine. And because you're a true crime guy's listener, you can get 15% off your order at ohmygaia.com using the word creeper, C-R-E-E-P-E-R, for 15% off your order at ohmygaia.com or at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com. You won't regret it, guys. Hey, Swap that, that old That True Crime Pine, True Crime Pine, the, the jar is a collector's item. Like When you're done using all of the yeah. deodorant out of it, you can... You know, it's it's a jar with our logo on it. The label is our logo, our original yes. logo. And it could and be, you know, maybe you could put your store your pot in that or, you know, who knows. But listen, they're actually great for that. If you you know, you got a little bit of weed in a baggie, when you're done with your deodorant, you you, you throw it in the in the deodorant container, you leave the deodorant residue on the side so it smells up the jar and you screw on that little It's non toxic too, so you don't to have to worry about it if if a little bit of it, you know, yeah gets on your pot, it'd be fine. Yeah, you can probably smoke that deodorant. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not its experience. intended use, obviously, but you'll survive. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't smoke your deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the the packaging is is also just another great thing about. Oh my god! Like for it the is. price, you, you use... get such a high quality jar with it as well. That like I don't know. I don't throw away my oh my guy jars. My wife uses them for all kinds no. of other stuff. Oh yeah, you can use them for all. Yeah, you can store all kinds of shit in there. They're great. Yep. All right, let's get to some uh, reviews real quick. Thank everybody. Uh, thank you to everyone who has taken the time to go and rate and review the show on iTunes this week. We appreciate it. Um, if you want a shout out, that's the easiest way. You just go, um, you don't even have to write a review. You really can just click five stars and put something in the comments. That's the only way that we can see the name of who did it. So you could just put fire emojis or whatever. Just say hi, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you want to write a view, that's that's cool too. Um, so BDMSFT says, love the content. Five stars. Love the show. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Uh, and then we got Alicia Jackson, who says, love this podcast. I'm a big true crime fan and horse trainer, so I spent a lot of time alone in the barn, and this has been a very entertaining. The horses even seem to enjoy your intro songs. Thanks for the stories and banter. <laughs> I'll have to play the intros for my horses. I, I, I don't know if you know, yeah, Alicia, you but I have three horses myself. <laughs> See well, if they I say around. that, but my wife does. I really, right. honestly, I'm not a horse person big time. I, they're, they're cool. I get the appeal, but 
if it were mm-hmm. if it weren't for my wife, I would never have horses. <laughs> There's too much yeah, work. You to really gotta money. love them. You really have to like. Be, it has to be your passion to have them. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, thank you, Alicia. Uh, we got the chameleon who says too many jokes. Three stars. That's okay. Uh, you know, people <laughs> like the jokes. Not everybody does. It's fine. That's right. That's right. At least thanks for not one star, and I guess. Yeah, we appreciate that. And then uh, we got Michelle EC, uh, who says, great true crime show. Stumbled upon the show and so glad I did. Respectful and cool guys with the great perspectives. Thank you. And then No Likey uh, left five stars. And then heart, fire emoji, heart, fire emoji, heart, fire emoji, heart, fire emoji. Thank you, Uh-oh. No Likey, so, who I believe okay, is so also a patron uh, as well. Yes, yes. No Likey, I remember that name. Yep. Just joined probably forget in the last that month or so. Appreciate that very much. Yep, very thank much, you all guys. for that. All right, speaking of Patreon, right? Yes. Patreon.com slash true crime guys. For just two bucks a month, you guys get access to our monthly uh, Patreon exclusive episode that's usually two plus hours um, and usually on the big crime stories, big hitters, things like that. And then at the $5 tier, you get access to not only our exclusive every month, but also just the banter every Friday. And you also have the ability to ask us questions. Um, and then we will answer those on Just a Banter, like we said, every Friday. It's usually uploaded Friday afternoon for your ride home. You guys can, uh, you know, shoot the shit with us to get your weekend started off right. That's patreon.com slash true crime guys. Yeah, baby. And you, right. if you don't want the $2 a month payment you have to do or $5 a month on your card, you can just pay up front, be done with it. That's you right. Get 12 straight months. Um, and you get a 10% discount for paying yeah. annually. Exactly. Right on. All right. Uh, and if, uh, if you're already strange and unexplained, yeah, yeah, why not? If you're already a patron of True Crime Guys, you caught up on all the TCG material. We also have Strange and Unexplained, another show on our True Crime Guys Productions little unofficial network we got going on here. That's released every Monday on the free platform wherever you listen. Strange and Unexplained. Uh, look for look for the T Rex skeleton, same color scheme as True Crime Guys. It's got our branding going on, but Strange and Unexplained every Monday. And where we tackle unsolved, missing persons, strange phenomena, sometimes ghost stories, sometimes aliens occasionally, maybe genetics, CRISPR technologies. We've covered a lot of weird shit on Strange and Unexplained, and we will continue to do so. So that's every Monday, wherever you listen. Yeah. And right. uh, if you're into fantasy football, check out Full House Fantasy Football Podcast. I do that with my buddy named Tori. Yep. Um, yeah, we just talk fantasy. We get you ready for each week with matchups and things like that. I say stupid stuff like the Patriots are 4-1. and one. I don't know where I saw that. <laughs> I said that in the last episode, and I was like, and I was like, hold Wait on, that just, it, it, I don't I know. I think I got it mixed up with the Bills record, and I just don't haven't been watching much Patriots this year for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, they're two and three, yeah. not four and one. But aside from that, I don't yeah. always say stu- stuff that stupid. And when does that show come out? That show comes out when we usually post that Thursday night. We record Thursday night after uh, the Thursday night game. That's really the only time I'd prefer to do it like Tuesday and get you ready for you know the whole week, including Thursday night right. football, but we, there's just no other way of recording. So it usually comes out late right. Thursday night. Yes, it's available Friday morning. Get you get you ready, set your lineups. Uh, you can send questions to fullhousefantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have like start sit questions, things like that. Right. Yeah, now if out. you if you do if you do want some of Lauren's uh, advice before the season before the week yep. on Wednesdays, he does a, another fantasy football synopsis that's that's mainly for our league of creeps we have our own uh fantasy league here at true crime guys if you're a yep. patron then you can be uh involved we'll probably do this every year from now on i'm having oh, a blast doing it yep. yeah i'm having a blast doing this i'll, I'll definitely i definitely want to be a part of this moving forward yeah and it's just um, another way so, to to like get to know the the patrons you know and like exactly i feel like the ones in our league have become friends like we're always chatting back and forth on the group chat and all that and yeah yeah it's awesome you kind of get to know everybody a little bit better yep. but every wednesday night 
uh, Lauren posts a synopsis from the week before, and then also kind of gives some advice for the week coming up. Yeah. So, if you guys, if you guys are a patron, that's available at the three dollar tier and up. Yep. All right. All right. Does that do it? I think that's it, man. Sounds good. All right, guys. Have a great week. Yep. Keep creeping. Keep creeping, guys. True crime, guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was True Crime Garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the Creeper Army. We out here making murder, get murder, get murder. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us, cause you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army. We out here making murder charming. Yeah.